All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ podcast. Thank you for letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to episode 43 of the KISS FAQ podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Julian Gill. Uh, today joining me is Lonnie Weishauer, St. Louis KISS on the board, Ken. 69th Blizzard, and all the way from Japan, where it is gone 1 a.m. Alan, thank you very much for joining us again, and you are, of course, Balish, or Baelish, on the board. So, good to see you again. Just a a quick bit of pimping a previous episode that came out unexpectedly during the week, and that was my interview with the author of the new Shout It Out Loud book, James Campion. You know, James was really fun to talk to and had a lot of interesting things to say about his new book. So, if you didn't see episode 42 yet do please check it out and hopefully he'll be on some other podcasts to dig into other areas of his book um the book was a very good read thoroughly enjoyed it so i hope everyone else does as well lonnie why don't i turn it over to you at this point at this point yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna take over the show since julian decided on his own that he was just gonna do a show (laughs) without us knowing and all of a sudden what was supposed to be episode 42 is episode 43 and i'm like what's going on and Julian goes, oh no, I'm, I'm taking care of 42 on my own. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, but the suspensions have been lifted and all the board members have been reinstated and we are back for 43. And I'm back after being absent last week. I wouldn't have been much good to you last week, fellows, after the Cardinals losing to the Cubs. So <laughs> Wasn't going to say a thing. <laughs> so I would have been much good to you last Friday. Um, before we get started, too, I want to give all of our condolences to Mark and his family. Um, his father passed away earlier this week, and his funeral was yesterday. So um, please keep Mark in your thoughts and in your prayers um, in this difficult time for him. And also, let me just quickly add in with a late one on that, if you can keep Alex's uh, father in uh, your thoughts or prayers. Um, he's uh, having some challenges today. Another one of our, you know, the members of the, our team, so. All right. Well, back into something not as serious and something that keeps us going sometimes and not having to deal with the things life throws at you. We're going to talk about KISS and KISS collecting today. And that's what makes KISS fans so unique is that, you know, you always hear Gene say that, well, you know, you don't have... Uh, the X-Men meet the Eagles, you know, you have the X-Men meet Kiss, <laughs> you know, you can't have Eagles belt buckles and, you know, Eagles action figures, you see Kiss action figures, and, and that is one of the things that makes Kiss um, one, of, one of the most unique bands out there, is the collecting aspect and how they have, you know, really marketed themselves, and a lot of us get tired of hearing it, as a brand, and it, and it is true. Um, so I want to throw it out to you guys that what made you become a collector and how much, how much do you really collect and what made you start collecting and make that a passion of yours other than just being another band that, that you listen to and enjoy their music. So Ken, why don't we start with you? Okay. Well, um, I guess first of all, it starts, started with, you know, buying the first album. And uh, after that, and after seeing the the images of them and so on, such as the 
you know, the uh, superhero type stuff, which I was into anyway at the time, I kind of like gravitated really heavily <laughs> towards this whole thing because the whole thing was great. Um, so the first thing that kind of got me into collecting, I think the first thing after buying the music, the music is the first thing, of course. Um, but then uh, I, the first thing I actually got, I guess, got me started into collecting would have been getting the uh, the Mego dolls. And, you know, so I still have one. You know, I have them all still, but uh, yeah, here's, here's Gene. Say hello, Gene. Hello, Gene. So, uh, yeah, those, the Mego dolls. And then after that, it was kind of, and I guess we'll get into that, um, you know, uh, it, it varies what I was, you know, what I am collecting, but we'll get into that, I think, soon. Yeah. I mean, what about you? Um, what made you start collecting Kiss merchandise and memorabilia? Um, really, the, the visuals. Uh, when I was really, I was five or six, I had got, um, my father bought me the French 45 single, I was made for loving you, which has four really beautiful pictures of, of, of the band. And uh, later on, the Shandy came out and they had also a beautiful cover. And then the posters, I remember when I was maybe seven, I had the, 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 um, the kiss on the choppers, the, the big posters on the motorcycles. And every time, every kiss item had a beautiful picture. Like the, the kiss radio had a different one. And, and so it was, it was almost natural to start collecting items one, one after the other. Julian, Ken, you have a really neat perspective too, because you you were there, um, you know, like you said, your first album was alive too, and then you were there like when the Beaver Dolls are released, and and you know the pinball machine comes out, and and things like that, and all the stuff that that a lot of us had to go back and get, you know, mm. you know that's you have, you have a, a different perspective than than the rest of us do. Yeah, Julian, what about you? you know, back in here, I'm like, oh. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, you know, I think I've said it in one of the other episodes or maybe on uh, on one of the other podcasts, you know. Can you mute yourself? Maybe you put yourself on mute temporarily. Yeah, hang on. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fire alarms, vacuums. There we go. Um, I've said it before. You know, I got into collecting soon after um, – becoming a fan just because there was lists of collectibles in the back of Circus or Hip Parader magazines. Um, and at the time, I couldn't find The Elder in any any store, so I was interested in and It was like that one album left to complete my collection, as it was in 85, 86. Um, so I got into looking for it through other methods and mail order. I, didn't, I never saw the album advertised um, for sale at that time anywhere. So I ended up picking up the Japanese The Oath single through an ad in the back of uh, one of these magazines. So that was my first collectible. Um, and I, I kept that for many years until I sold my sing my singles collection, got up to, I think, 490 different singles at one point, and then I sold it to pay for my wedding. Um, so it, it was just that it, it fitted a need. And then I was traveling a lot at the time, going back to England, going back to moving to Singapore and traveling in Malaysia, Indonesia, Thailand, all those uh, Southeast Asian countries, that it was, oh, where's the local record store? And then it would be, 
you know, stuff, I'd start finding stuff. So, you know, the, the collecting that started out, it was all about singles. But, you know, when I was in my teens, I had posters up and down the wall. And Singapore was a great place for posters. I had that same poster Alan talked about, the... Uh, the uh, motorcycle one. I, I had that. I had the, that fantastic poster from I think it's uh, Sweden '76 of them standing on that all wooden stage with the. Oh, it almost looks like the Hollywood Bowl in wood, um, because those were printed in Hong Kong for dirt cheap. And Singapore being a metropolis, you know, so connected to Hong Kong, I'd, I'd find all the Hong Kong pressings of albums. The uh, the local polygram. They had a polygram plant in Singapore, so that's where my collecting comes from. Very cool, very cool. It's an interesting perspective also. Um, for me, I think the collecting really came through um, buying rock magazines like Hit Parader and Metal Edge. And you guys remember back in the day, they always had like a, an order form for um, like Rockabilia in there. Um, they had like different pictures of t-shirts and that. And my brother ordered like an Ozzy Osbourne shirt off of there. He, my brother's like really, really like in the Ozzy, like I am in the kids. And he ordered an Aussie shirt off of there. And when he got the shirt, you know, it came with like Bracobilia's catalog. And I remember flipping through that and seeing all this Kiss stuff in there, you know, like the promo glossies and, and all the different shirts that they had and, and just patches and belt buckles and just, you know, anything. And I'm like 14, 15 years old, it's probably like 93, 94 or something. And it, it just really got me going. And that's that's how I got my first Kiss t-shirt. And it was, it was like the first album cover, like them in makeup. And it was really kind of a rare thing at the time with them not wearing makeup still at the time. So it was really cool to have a shirt of them in makeup. And that's that's what got me going. And I guess it was it was T-shirts early on for me. It was T-shirts and, and magazines. Um, and I just have stacks and stacks of magazines and, and T-shirts just that, that I can't wear anymore. They're just beat to hell because I wore them so much. But... For me, that's how it started, was T-shirts and magazines, and I guess um, it still is to this day, especially T-shirts. I mean, I'm, I'm much more picky about which T-shirts I buy as opposed to when I was 16 years old and just anything they put out on the market. You know, I, I just bought it, and it looked like a piece of shit, but I just I had to have it because it was a new T-shirt. So that's what got me going, you know, and then obviously it, it grew and expanded from there to first time I walked in, first time I found Kiss on vinyl, and that really took off. It was my first bought, my first vinyl record for Kiss. But, um, so let's throw it out there. I think you guys, I think everybody brought in um, a few things for show and tell today. So, um, Ken, do you have a, a, a particular item you want to maybe show off a little bit? Sure. Well, let's start with something early, I guess. Um, like you said, the uh, I was around at the time things came out, so I was able to get them at yeah. the, their, their MSRP or whatever the regular <laughs> right. price was back then. So, you have to uh, bargain with somebody to get them. Yeah, yeah. So I have a couple things I can show you. I mean, I have the – here is – I remember uh, – this is the uh, the trash can. That's in – and it's – believe it or not, I've kept it's it in nice pretty, pretty darn – it's no rust, no rust, people. So uh, it's, it's in pretty darn good shape still. Amazing that I haven't... Are you looking for something, Julian? Yeah, I'm just checking that out. That's pretty neat. <laughs> That's nice. That's a nice shape. Never had that in my collection. That looks uh, very nice shape. So yeah. I, Surprisingly, I haven't dented it or anything yet. So, <laughs> And then another thing real quick, I guess. This is the... Uh, I, oh, 
has. The toy guitar. Uh, I remember. I still remember buying this in the. It was like Toys R Us. <laughs> obviously, I was in Toys R Us and I saw it and I, and I uh, picked it up. So it's uh, it's in, uh, it's dusty. Predating Guitar Hero, right? So before there were video games or guitars, right? You could. Right. You so could... I do. I do have the Gene Simmons Guitar Hero uh, axe guitar, though. I do. Yeah, it's a funny story about that. And this is actually a true story. I this is no bullshit. Um, when I was born, I have two older brothers, and my old my older brother Todd, who's really an Aussie right now, was in the Kiss when he was a young kid. He was born. You know, in the 70s and 70s, like one of those kids that was maybe ruining Kiss at the time when I was born in 79. But my mom and dad had this tradition that when a new child was born, the child came home from the hospital, uh, that child brought gifts to the older siblings. Okay, whatever. But the item I gave my brother Todd when I came home from the hospital was the toy Kiss guitar. Oh, no. And now look at me now. I'm a freaking mess. <laughs> so I have that back, that brother. It all it all started from 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 birth, I guess. With me, I guess you could say. So you brought the you show the guitar. Made me think about that. Aline, what do you got? Uh, I was looking for it. Uh, let's see if I can find it. Um, of course, now I can't. There it is. This is the single I was talking about. This is the, my first. I love that one. That was uh, always one of my favorite. In the, uh, the, the is that the French? That's the French one, yeah. Yes, that's the French, the, the disco rock version, which is pretty common. It's not that rare. Is that like matte or gloss cover paper, though? <laughs> is is that the shiny or the rough cover stock yeah, version? <laughs> That's the, I think, the rough version with the dynasty at the back. So that's the, the common one, um, because it, because it was a big hit in uh, in Belgium, in France, in Holland. So it's it's very easy to find. But that's it. All started for me with this little piece of paper and vinyl, and I've collected uh, quite a few since then. Um, the, the French actually in the in the seventy nine had this really unique cover, you know. 11 or something mm -hmm. is quite different um, being uh, close to to Holland we also had the Dutch pressings this is actually the Belgian version of Shandy she's so European so just you know you're, you're six and or seven and you saw those covers you just go crazy and you're, oh, you yeah. want them first and then perhaps you listen to the song if you're if you have time, this is the World Without Heroes, Dark Light. That is one of my all-time favorite that's singles. Dutch, uh, Dutch cover. Um, this is a really ugly one from Belgium, but it's apparently quite rare. And that's got, the, that's got the U.S. vinyl in it, doesn't it? That's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. So, uh, yeah. Sorry, guys. I'm just laughing at you, Julian. <laughs> I'm helping Encyclopedia. 45 were uh, a cheap alternative to, to buying... Uh, the 12 inch LPs and, uh, and in Europe we're, we're fortunate we had some great uh, picture sleeve covers and made it more attractive and interesting to, to collect very cool very cool awesome alright Julian it's your turn to wow us well I don't know if this is going to wow you um, this hangs above my desk 
and it is a signed photograph of the original spaceman, Ace Frehley, unmasked. Um, that's him in, in live in concert in 2008. Um, during his guitar solo, guitar smoke, for people who are listening to this rather than watching, um, it's just a fantastic ace enveloped in smoke on stage, wearing shades, 2008 um, during the Anomaly Tour. Or was it 2000, 2009? So, Anomaly Tour. Um, and he signed it for me at a radio station, uh, 177 The Bone, San Francisco, where I went and um, uh, one of the guys from the board, who I know Brett, went with me. And this is his photo, actually. And he gave it to me at the at the, at the the radio, uh, the interview session, because um, I really didn't have much other than Trouble Walking and Frehley's Comet CD cover to get signed by Ace. And he just had some insane pictures, and it was so nice of him to give that to me. But that was really, you know, close up with Ace. And I've got, I've got one of his pre-Kiss uh, guitar picks in there as well. Um, that was uh, one of the auctions. Alleged, it, you know, it's alleged to be his pre-Kiss guitar pick, but it's pretty well chewed up. But, you know, just because it has personal connection with me, some of the items that I collect... Um, or that I will be keeping because I'm always in the process of selling off one part of my collection or another are those that I have an emotional connection to. So there's a, an autograph in person. The, that, that's, for me, the only autograph that counts is the one that you get yourself uh, from any of them. And just having really fond memories of being at that lunchtime interview session with, with Ace, not getting to speak or anything on the, on the radio. We were just all spectators. Um, but Ace was there. Uh, Derek Hawk, Derek, and uh, and Frank. So that that's just a, a fun little thing that hangs above my desk and looks down at me every time we're doing one of these episodes or I'm sitting at my computer. Very cool. Nice. Um, I'm gonna show up. I got this in Milwaukee in 2009. That is jeans. That must be pretty ripe by now. I keep it in the freezer to preserve it. My wife loves it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I have front row tickets to that show, right? It was summer of 2009. It was before Sonic Boom came out. They did that, that mini tour of Canada that summer. And before they did that, they did a show at Milwaukee, Summerfest, and I drove up there for that. I was sitting in the front row, like right in front of Gene. I mean, there was like no barricade. There was like like a barricade, like like a two foot barricade. So it wasn't like like you see at shows now where there's this gap between the the fans and, and the stage. We were like literally right on top of the stage. I mean, you could like reach out and, and touch Gene's bass. You were that freaking close. And you know, lights go down. He drinks. He does the blood thing. Drools the blood. And he must have taken it and just and just just tossed it down. And I didn't notice it there until the end of the show. And the lights come up, and it's just sitting right in front of my foot. And I'm like, "Oh my god, I know what that is." <laughs> I picked it up. I was like, "Holy shit, that's awesome!" So, I mean, a lot of things that um, I mean, I collect a lot of things, but the things that are, that I really appreciate, and the things that I really love, are the things that that either I got firsthand or there's something that are personalized to me or something that, that are more unique than something that, that yeah, I could go get if I just wanted to pay enough money on eBay if I wanted to pay a dealer a certain amount of money. So, um, so that's really cool that, 
not only was it at the show that I was that I was at, but you know, I really picked it up and said, "Yeah, this is definitely this is what it is from Milwaukee in 2009." So, you know, just interesting and, and unique things about the band. So, You're lucky you didn't get tackled by someone. Yeah, I'm lucky some crazed Kiss fan didn't know what that was and go, "Oh." You know, it's like those sure. guys you used to see, like, like during the farewell tour, and like, uh, I, I saw them on the farewell tour, and the guy that caught Paul Stanley, the, the Paul Stanley's guitar, had it like under his shirt. You could see what it was, but he had it like under his shirt, and he was walking around like this after the show, just praying to God he made it to his car. And one day, yeah, I did that too. <laughs> <laughs> one one guy wrestled me at, at the Sun at the Sonic Boom tour for a pick. Just, oh boy. Oh. Just did, just give me a um, arm lock to to get my hand out to pick the the, the guitar pick. Wow, that's bad. That's nuts. Yeah, I mean, uh, after after the world domination, I think it must have been world domination when Peter was throwing out the green picks with the the middle finger on them. Those are all over the floor after the show. So I was still I was just picking them up. And it's like no one's wrestling me for a Peter Chris pick. <laughs> Shout at Peter from out of nowhere. Um, you. So what areas of collecting interest you guys? Like, what, what do you guys, I mean, there's, I mean, you could go crazy with collecting kids because there's so much out there. What do you, is there like a specialty for you guys that, well, this is my niche, this is what I really go after, you know, is there, is there certain aspects of your collecting that's, that's um, more sought after than others? Ken. <laughs> Check on you today. That's like, any, 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 mighty, much. And I'm you. It's just gonna keep going with you. Um, yeah. Well, you know, um, I think we can choose. It's it's varied, but I would guess most of it now would be just the music, uh, for the most part. Um, I'm not out there buying um, Hello Kitty stuff uh, like that or whatever. Uh, but it's it's gonna be vinyl, new vinyl. Or, or new uh, CDs that make sense, I guess. And definitely new music. You know, that's that goes without saying. But uh, like these special editions, like so, like the behind me, the you know, Kisteria, uh, I, I got, I picked up that um, because another reason I picked up that is because I had uh, unfortunately dumped some of my old vinyl, that original vinyl I had. <laughs> Of Kiss, which was a big mistake, but um, uh, so I, that and you know, like the Kiss singles um, uh, set that came out, and some of these other things. Um, so it's, I guess, the music. But otherwise, sometimes I'll get something else. Like I just got a hat. I just ordered a hat actually yesterday. Uh, that Dynasty hat uh, from the Kiss Army warehouse. Uh, I, I ordered one of those, um, but that's you know it. Every now and then I'll pick something else, or I'll try to find something that I ha I've been looking for a long time, and you know, try to pick up that too. Very cool, very cool. Yeah, you know, I think I think the music is at the end when anything else is done. I think the music is what is what keeps you going more than more than more than action figures or more than than t-shirts or anything like that. Aline, what about you? Uh, yeah, I I went through uh through different phases of collecting. Um, started I think with posters. I was really trying to collect as, as many posters as I could. It was probably mid to late '80s. My room was covered. The walls were covered with posters. Then early '90s, I think I went. 
I discovered the, the toys. Because believe it or not, when I was a kid, I had no idea about the Mego dolls, about the lunchbox, about the, the, um, all the toys that were in the States, in the US. I had never seen, and I went crazy when I found out they existed. So I had, uh, had a little shrine in my room with, uh, with the, the toys I could buy. Um, collecting vinyl right now, now is really keeping, uh, trying to have different versions of different, uh, different albums, especially when the, when the cover is, uh, is particularly nice. I tried, I collect magazine for, for, for a while, but this stuff takes so much space. You just have to downsize at one point. I had put a lot of posters. Um, I went through 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 different uh, through different phases of collecting, and I always had this dream I would try to have everything, and I never was able to collect everything. I, I, I stopped midways. But uh, collecting what I like, not not just to be complete, it's just what I found attractive. I uh, I I, uh, I purchased and kept for my own pleasure. Absolutely, Julian. What about you? What what areas of Kiss collecting interest you the most? It varies. I mean, as as I mentioned earlier, when I started out, I was all about Kiss singles, and and that was it. I, I only focused on that for probably fifteen years. Um, you know, pretty much from when I became a a fan to when I got married. Uh, it it was just it, it it got to the point though where it became so troublesome, so challenging to try and find any additional, and there there still were a ton and are a ton. Um, of these singles, you know, I was going country and country trying to build up every variation, every, every issue from each country. And it got, it got to the point where number one price four or five plus hundred dollars per single just could not be justified. It wasn't that at the time I couldn't afford it. It was just like, I didn't want to pay that much for a single to sit in a box in a closet and have no utility. Um, so since then, I've kind of flip-flopped around a bit. You know, I, I, I get interested in, obviously being from Britain, I'm always interested in the British catalog, or lack thereof. So I always kind of float back to that comfort zone of, oh, I'm just going to focus on British uh, issues. Um, you know, now, all I'm focusing on, I, I've been focusing on is Alive, and build up a collection, I think, 75 issues, different issues of Alive, but that's really, I've run into the same kind of wall that I have with singles, so I'm going to get rid of, start unloading all those copies, because they just bore me to frickin' death now. Um, it, it's like, well, I've, I've had them, I've scanned them, They're, they've been added into the FAQ, the pictures, what the hell do I do with them? They take up this gigantic box behind me, and my wife hates them. Um... <laughs> You know, I, do I still need them? No. So, gonna unload those. As for future collecting, I'm 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 into cassettes, and mainly around the the British issues again, but also American. So I'm just narrowing down my focus down to just sticking with cassettes and sticking with building my Kisteria custom box set of one ultimate issue of each album to go into that and I'm going to call it a day and unload all, everything else remaining in my collection and just stick with that because I don't have the space I don't have the attachment to any of that stuff and I, I want to kind of simplify my life as I get old <laughs> <laughs> alright should, should I overdub some violins with that segment <laughs> oh 
I um, for me, it's it's the vinyl. Oh, I, I do a lot of vinyl, and it's also the uh, not. And it's not all of them, but I do like the action figures. And it's not all the action figures, like the dolls. Like that live two set that came out a couple of weeks ago. Whatever. I'm not getting that. That's I think that's a little too much for me. But um, obviously, Kenshiro has Migo Dolls. Migo Dolls are one of the highlights to my collection. I mean, they're not super rare. They're not, you know, overly priced or anything like that. But I just think, you know, they're, I guess they're the first band that came out with their own action figures from, in 78. And um, the action figures are one of the coolest things about them. That one and, like, the ones that came out in 97, I guess, during the reunion tour and that. These are, don't, don't touch it too much because it'll break. Especially those early McFarlane ones. They're ridiculous. Yeah, I threw those out. They like broke the moment you're taking them out of the packaging in 97. And I'm like, what the hell? But, um, but I like those. And I like the, and I actually like those, um, those new dolls that they put out. Um, like those dress to kill ones that, are, that come in the suits and things like that. Um, I did like the 8 inch versions on those. The 12 inch ones are ridiculous. They were priced, in my opinion. Not that the 8-inch ones are reasonable. Yeah, we're just going in a direction now that's kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> just my chair. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I really like those. And, and like I said earlier, T-shirts for me were, were always a big thing. And, and I still have a, a ton of shirts. So those are probably the two big the action figures and the and the T-shirts. And, and vinyl more so lately than... Final has kind of taken the place of what of what t-shirts were for me. I've kind of really got into that a lot more recently. But anything you guys really despise and and kiss collecting or like the kiss brought out, you're like, oh my god, it's like embarrassing or it makes me. Is that you like like somebody brings up to you, like you're out and somebody you see like something that that's just ridiculous, like oh yeah, you're a kiss fan, aren't you? I'm like, yeah, I'm just kind of kind of embarrassed by the whole thing. Like Ken mentioned the. The Hello Kitty deal, you know. Well, I, I see that a lot here. <laughs> yeah, you're probably a good example for that. Is it like yeah. everywhere over there? No, it's not everywhere, but you 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 you, you can see them. Um, um, it's actually it's maybe because it's in Japan, it, it's not so shocking because you have Hello Kitty in uh, you know like the. On uh, Hagen Dazs ice cream, and it's just everywhere. It's a, uh, it's, it's the, it's like Mickey Mouse, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a slap on on every on every item. So, people mention, oh, I love Kitty and Kiss because they know I'm a Kiss fan. Um, but no, what what bothers me, or what I really despise, really, um, are the. The, the pajamas and the, the, and the, the, the this, I don't know the stuff I don't I don't I don't even know how to describe it there was a fountain like a Gene Simmons fountain <laughs> right. remember like the, that's 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 completely Spencer's gifts yeah okay. that's the that's, that's the word yes yeah but to each his own some people love it right what what do I know Julian, what about you? Anything that you grinds know, your I, gears? Well, grinds my gears. Okay, Peter Griffin. Um, you know, I, I'm going to echo what Elaine said. You know, a, a lot of the Spencer's crap. 
and I hate it. I think it's just cheap, tacky shit. And someone bought this for me. I should really be thankful that my wife, that my wife actually, that she cares enough to pick this up for me. But I just hate this shit. Um, it's just worthless garbage. Um, I think in recent years, ever ever, ever since Spencer's, I, I haven't had any interest whatsoever in that stuff. And, you know, or the die-cast cars that have no connection whatsoever with the music. I, I, I don't get it. I know some people love that stuff. And you know what? More power to you. You like it, fine. You know, it's just, again, my, my taste, my opinion. I don't care for it. Um, you know, it, it lacks the character or the nostalgia for me for the stuff from the 70s. But maybe in 10, 15 years, people are going to be nostalgic for, you know, McFarlane dolls and all that stuff. But, you know, I, I think a lot of it that makes me despise it is how KISS fans have treated it over years. Like, they're buying it for investment purposes. Um, all this Spencer's garbage. And I'm McFarlane sorry. dolls aren't going to be worth anything. No, and, and that's the point. I mean... People are trying to sell them on eBay, three hundred dollars. Oh, it's got yeah. a, it's got a printing error on Gene's doll. Mass manufactured is missing a glob of paint on one part of his armor, so it's mint in box printing error. Um, so I, I'm just not into pretty much any of the merchandise these days. I still buy the music, like the singles box set. I bought the CD and I split it up and sold it on eBay. But I then bought the uh, the the vinyl version of that. So, you know, there's still some merchandise that interests me, but for the most part, forget it. You know, Julian, I think there's yeah, two two different types of collectors. One's, one collector is collecting just for the love of having that type of KISS stuff around them, um, which may be more to the older fans. Uh, um, and then some of the, maybe the newer fans that came on after, uh, yeah, like you said, are they're buying them to invest i guess supposedly and uh and maybe resell mm -hmm. as profit yeah. at some point so but i'm that i when i started my collecting of course way back it was just because my love for kiss the, exactly. the band and, and everything about it and i just i would like uh i don't know saying you know i had a shrine i have a picture somewhere but i picture me standing in my room and Posters cover all my walls. I'm sure my mom loved this. Um, <laughs> covered all my walls. Covered the ceiling. I had them on the ceiling too. I had the whole room was out. The dolls were sitting up. The guitar was out. Everything was out. This is when I was, you know, young. And uh, so, and that, at that time, I wasn't thinking, oh yeah, I'm buying all this stuff because I'm going to sell it someday. You know, <laughs> yeah. on the road. Like I wasn't thinking that. <laughs> Yeah, you're exactly right. So, right. yeah, there's two types of, you know, collectors, and, uh, and some are in it for the wrong reason. And you see pictures, uh, I, I gotta say, you see pictures of some fans in front of their sh their shrines or in their kiss rooms, as they call it now, and, you know, I, I always, like, that's Spencer shit, but it's next to, you know, something classic, you know, and, mm -hmm. and I don't get it. And then you see the smile on their face, and that's what's important. So no matter what you collect, what you like, or what you don't like, what's right for you is right for you. And it, no one else's opinion ultimately matters. You go into your room, you enjoy your stuff. Whether you're buying it to display and enjoy, whether you think you're investing, doesn't matter. You know, so yeah. any of my poo-pooing, you know, any, any sort of merchandise doesn't mean a thing. I actually have a couple of Spencer items. I mean, I have a, a creatures, <laughs> creatures of the Night blanket, you know, the big thing. Mm -hmm. 
iced it. You know, I hung that up at one time, and then I had uh, I have that one of the lamps, and that's about it. Uh, I have a lamp next to my you know my bed. Um, so yeah, it's that's about it. But yeah, some of the stuff is just kind of crazy. No, and if it makes you happy at the end of the day, that's what's that's what's the yeah most. yeah. Everyone has to. I mean, like I said before, I there's no real direction. I mean, I lean towards vinyl, buying music. Uh, whether it's CD or vinyl or whatever, uh, new things, you know, cool things that they do with that. But otherwise, it's it's just every now and then you'll see something, oh, yeah, it looks pretty good. Alan was saying something about that earlier, you know, something you, you look at, oh, it looks cool, or, you know, it's like a mm-hmm. good representation of Kiss or something you like to look at, uh, stuff like that. I mean, that's, you know, like you said, each your, you know, to each your own. And, Everyone likes something different, like the music. Everyone likes a different album. Everyone likes some people's gonna like Dynasty, and some people aren't gonna like Dynasty. So, some people like like Asylum. (laughs) (laughs) Some more than others. (laughs) Anything else? Um, Julian, do you got anything else you want to show off? Let's go into something else I do still collect sometimes, and, I, and I'm not as nuts as some people who will buy books in different languages, or lots of different languages, so have, like, Gene's autobiography in Japanese and German and whatever, uh, all the available, available flavors. Um, I collect his books, and, of course, oh. this is the famed one that was yanked from... Yes, um, I have that. Yeah, so this was, uh, who was it, Mark... Uh, I don't even remember who it was. Yeah. Who, who, who wrote this, cool. but... That was only out there for... You had to snatch those up. I, you did. I mean, it, they, they didn't get away with it, even though they put, and I'm going to hold it up, an authorized sticker on the yeah. cover. Did not get them, uh, you know... That wasn't enough. Wasn't to get a, out of jail card from uh, the legal cease and desist and uh, do so. But I like Kiss books, and, you know, every time I need a new Kiss book for my collection, you know, I just print one up, and there we go. Uh, but, you know, I've, right. collect, I've collected some Italian versions, um, some of the Scandinavian books. Um, I kind of, I like a bookshelf, a Kiss library, that you may have people saying the same thing I've just kind of poo-pooed against with the merchandise. Well, you know, I like the books, the printed word, the collect, the connection of the story, whether it's an autobiography, whether it's, um, you know, like a little story in like a, a Jewish mother's book. There, there was one with the Gene Simmons story in it, um, you know, or Larry Harris, Casablanca. Yeah, those stuff. That's the Japanese yep. version, right? Yep. Yep. That's a lot. Yeah. Very cool. So I like Kiss books, but not to the point where I'd ever buy Me Inc. <laughs> or Ladies of the Night. <laughs> You know, oh, you, yeah, yeah. even I have my limits. Yeah, he's taking shots at me. <laughs> what, did you buy those? Yes, I'm a <laughs> Did you enjoy them? I didn't read either one. There you go. <laughs> so. Oh, wait, what do you got? I'll just pick something just for Julian, since, since he mentioned cassettes. One second. Right. Oh, you're not going to get that, that one, I hope. Steal your thunder. No, 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 there's some cool Japanese cassettes. This is double platinum. Oh, very cool. Look at that. Nice. Nice. Wow. Uh, the Japanese cassette came in a slipcase. So I'm going to take off the uh, off its plastic. Oh, my head's getting close to the screen amazing. while I look at these today. Like, <laughs> cool. So this was the double platinum. 
That's the back. That's what you need. This is a flip case. And it included liner notes. And this one in particular is, is interesting because it has the, the same liner note essay as the album. The, the other one usually only had the lyrics and sometimes the translation. This one has the, the whole uh, essay, uh, which sort of is like a reading companion to, uh, to the album when you, when you listen to it. it it's, it's an interesting concept. I'm going to be a geek. Is that the Polystar or the Victor issue? That's the Victor issue, 1978. Nice. And it's, of course, on a single cassette rather than a double like most other countries. That's right. That's right. Very neat. Well, I like that. So it, it, they reproduced the, the album cover on, on here, but they created a new, unique Japan-only uh, cassette. Extremely rare to find cassettes nowadays. It's just They're just impossible to find. I gave up trying to collect Japanese cassettes. I think I was, I was able to find one. Through all, all the, uh, it was I got alive too actually, which was also a single cassette, but it looked like a, a dog had had its way in a Tokyo alley with it, so I had to get rid of it. I, I actually wanted to show something else. Is that okay? Can I show two? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what this so shows. This, this episode's a, about. This is a, a, a bit of an anecdote. Was my I came to Jap I first arrived in Japan in 1998 as a student, not much money. Just happy to be in Tokyo, trying to go different record stores and trying to find, you know, old Alive 2 with a stickers in it or something. And it was a day in July 1998, and I walked into this record store and they had this. And I had no idea what it was, but it looked amazing. And I thought, oh my God, this is going to cost a fortune. And it cost a fortune. <laughs> It was twenty six thousand yen. That's a, that's an amazing collection. The uh, the nineteen ninety eight yes. so colored vinyl saw, box. What I, what, I, what I saw that day was a sample, and they said, "Oh, we're taking orders. Um, it, it will be released in a month." So I had a month to save twenty six thousand yen, and um, so it, it. For those who don't know, I think it has 11, 11 vinyl. Uh, records, so it has the originals from from Kiss to Dynasty, in color vinyl with a sticker sheet. It's called Jigoku no Omake, which is a funny reference to the Kiss albums. So it's a, a special insert from Hell because all the Kiss albums are a reference to Hell in Japanese, and uh, it has a, a beautiful, I think, 24, 30 page color booklet. I mean, it's just an amazing. Uh, piece um, and remember in, in 98 nobody uh, nobody cared about vinyl right there wasn't this vinyl revival that from no. 10 years ago this is 17 years ago there was a, yeah. a vinyl box set before it, uh, it became big and this was actually a, a, a teaser to uh, before Psycho Circus before Psycho Circus was released so it was yeah. a really, really, really cool piece. I mean, they didn't, I mean, obviously, we all know they didn't even release Psycho Service on vinyl. Vinyl was was really dead. Right. Right. Yeah, so it, it was to, to I guess, uh, pick up interest in Kiss in Japan, and it was uh, it was it was a beautiful, uh, beautiful item. Very cool. Very cool. Ken, what do you got? I got a, a few things. Um, oh, by the way, Julian's copy of that originals thing—he's gonna. 
really, you know, get rid of it soon. So, you know, hey, I'm here if you're interested in yeah. it off. Already got rid of it. Oh, that's just the that's that's the second issue, the red cover uh, box, right. and I broke mine up because all I wanted from it was the alive, and you know I I thought I could probably break even splitting it up, and I did, but I feel absolutely horrendous. You know the box was damaged on that one. Uh, the cover had been torn up, the front uh, had been turned okay. torn away from the spine, I, so it's taped back. I saw those I saw those red boxes in the, in the stores, and I thought who would. Who would buy this? <laughs> it costs a fortune now. Yeah, they're they're up to like six to eight hundred bucks now for those. You can occasionally score one at a reasonable price on eBay, but if it's coming out of Japan, the weight is going to kill you in postage. So, um, for those people who got it, you know, it, it's it's one of the nicest vinyl box sets to come out of Kiss. Sure. Okay. Cool. All right. So a few things real quick then. Uh, I'll show you. Um, here's the. I think I don't talk about this. It's the radio. It's radio. This one I didn't get right when it came out. It, I got it um, at early '90s, I think. I got it at a comic book convention, and someone I just saw it. I was like, "Oh, I was like, oh ooh, I, this is something I never bought." So yeah. it's kind of on my list, I guess you could say. Um, so I bought that. I like it. it's a little thing. I never tested out see whether it picks up, you know, the news channel. <laughs> Um, another real quick thing is here is the this is the sponge. Oh, cool! I, oh, have, wow. si I have six of these. Um, I was at the you know, it's, it's kind of special because you know it was my first Kiss concert Dynasty tour, and when the the ball the um, disco ball opens up and spewed these out in the middle of the floor um, where we're standing, and during the rock and roll night at the end, and they're they're falling down and. Um, Alan was talking about you know someone grabbing his arm. Well, I was quick grabbing really grab these buttons. up as I could, right? I, I'm you know you're falling you know and uh, on the ground and picking them up. And one of them, one time, was I was picking them up so fast that this girl, she stepped on my hand. Yeah, I was like, all right, you can have that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, I still have these sponges. They're you know it's sentimental. It's kind of cool. Uh, Freebie that Kiss, one of the freebies that Kiss gave out, believe it or not. You know. uh, one, now, this other thing here, real quick, I'll, let's do this one more real quick. Here's the, uh, this is the, oh, the, the paperweight, Hot the in the Shade. The promo for Hot in the Shade. Very, very nice. So I had, that was kind of on my list, uh, got this not too long ago. Um, you know, it was only given out to, I think, well, it was a promotional item to, uh, you know, uh, either employees of the company or something like that. Um, and I don't know who else, but uh, that's kind of uh, not something you can buy in the store kind of thing. Yeah. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. Um, for me, I was saying, I was sending as a, the things that I really like are the things that are more personal and things like that. And um, I made, this is a book, a scrapbook that I made. Maybe that means you know, it's a little Nancy of me that I made a scrapbook, but, um, this, I made a book and I started with one and it's evolved like into I don't know, it's five volumes. Maybe it's like everything I've ever done involving the band and like pictures from different shows that I've taken and magazine articles or newspaper articles leading up to a show in town. And I made this and I met Paul 
I, and it's signed. This one is the first is volume number one, and it's signed, and it says Lonnie's Kisser in his picture of me with the band '04, and it's signed. And I, uh, after I made it, it's like you know it'd really be cool to get the signed by the guy by as many members of the band as I could, and I met Paul when Paul was doing those art um, gallery deals back in I guess it was 2007 or so. Um, they said that, uh, I, I, I was, just, again, like I said earlier, I am a sucker and I bought one of those paintings so I could meet Paul Stanley, me and my buddy Joe, and we each bought a painting, we're standing in line, we each have like kiss, I have this in my hand and he has like a revenge poster and a few other things too. And there's like a security guard walking up and down and said, oh, he's not going to sign anything, you know, that's not why you're here. And. He goes, what's that? And I show him, this is my Kiss scrapbook. Well, he's not going to sign that. And I, you know, I play it off. I go, that's okay. I said, I just want to show it to him because I'm such a big fan of his. And what's he, what's, you know, what's he going to you know, say to me at that point? Nothing. So I get up there and I meet Paul, you know, and get my picture taken with him and the painting that I bought. He goes, what's that in your arm? And I show it to him. And this is my Kiss scrapbook, you know, and I'm going through it, showing this is like everything I've ever done with the band up until 2004. You know, and he's looking through it. He goes, oh, this is really cool. And he goes, where can I sign this at? So, I don't know if you can see it up, up there, but it says, Very Paul cool. Stanley's in silver, and it says, to Lonnie, a true, and underlines, true fan, Paul Stanley. Cool. There so, that was really cool. And then, since then, I've got Eric signed it, Bruce has signed it, Ace has signed it, and then on the back, Gene signed it, and Peter, and Tommy, and everybody has, everybody has signed it, so... It's, it's cool to me because it's something that I created about my fandom for the band and the fact that it's personalized to me by, by Paul Stanley, who is just, it is Kiss to me. Um, it's just one favorite items I have that in my collection that it's something I made about my fandom for the band and Paul Stanley takes the time to look through it and comments how this is really cool and, you know, signs it to me with my name on it. So. And that is absolutely the best sort of collectible. You know, I love hearing the stories of like people like you who've just said that, or someone who's just got a bog standard issue of say Destroyer or something, some stupid album. It's, there's nothing special about it, but they've carried it around with them for years, collecting the signatures from I finally got Aces, you know, right. or I finally got Peters, and even if it's got the wrong signatures because they're using it to document everyone they meet from Kiss, you know, so. You know, people will say, "Well, why the hell is Tommy saying that?" Well, whatever. It's it. What it represents to the person is more important than any of the criticism anyone can lay at it. Right, and and like and like the stories of how I got things like that, that thing signed by everybody. Like Ace really played a show here, and we found out what hotel he was staying in. So like as soon as the show was over, like we hijacked it to that hotel and like hung out in the lobby till he walked in, and that's how I got him to sign the back of that box. <laughs> That's that's really cool. You know, it's, it's things like that that the personal stories and that about about fandom and, and and everybody has stories like that about no, oh, we did this crazy thing, you know, and I got Ace Frehley to sign this or I got Peter Chris in it, like Peter Chris signing that. I mean, I thought I'd never meet Peter Chris, you know, because for a long time Peter didn't do anything or you know he's been doing more signings lately. Um, and we probably you guys probably saw pictures of him signing um, some stuff on his website recently. But for a long time, Peter wasn't doing anything, and I thought I'd never get Peter. And the fact that I got him, and he signed, he you know he says, he has to see my avatar with Gene and Paul's signatures on my leg, and I, and I got Peter one, you know, to do that on my inside of my right calf too. It's like I never thought I'd meet Peter. <laughs> nice. 
So what about what about you guys? Anything that you guys don't have that you wish you had? Or or and let's make it a two parter. Anything you don't have that you wish you had, and anything that you had a chance to buy that you passed up on and then a week later you're kicking yourself. Why did I not buy that when I had the chance? I'll never have that chance again. So, Julian, I'm going to start with you this time. Picking on the okay, here, for what I, I regret not buying, um, I, I think the only thing would be the Malimo acetate um, that was up on eBay. And it, I think, went over 4000 And these are, of course, Aces, Pre-Kiss... Um, I, th- I think it's half the album represented on there that no one really knew it actually existed. Um, and I dropped out and then I got distracted by something and missed the end of the auction. Um, but my wife would have cut parts off my body had I gone in for five, six, seven, or whatever it would have taken maybe to beat that, that winning bid. It was just, it was going nuts. Um, so, so that's what I really. I really miss, and you know, there, there, there's one, there's one other one, and it's it's actually a single that I sold, and it was a, an English seven inch promo, and I've been missing out on those, and for for years trying to get that back into my collection. So uh, that that's it for me, really. Well, didn't you uh, didn't you say you you wanted Stoned in Paris that album that vinyl? No, there's so many different versions of that now. So, you know, I've got I've got the music. For me, that's more important when it comes to kind of like the bootlegs, unless it's uh, unreleased, ported, recording. Um, um, you know, if, if the music's out there, then uh, I, I don't I can give two shits about Stone in Paris. You know, as cool as it looks, and some of those newer ones look fantastic. So, Ellie, what about you? I, for item I wish I, I had, I bought, um, it still haunts me. It was 1989. Can you believe it? It's a long time ago. Uh, it was, there was a store in New York City called It's Only Rock and Roll. And they had uh, lots of memorabilia. And the first time I went there, I just couldn't believe my eyes at the stuff they had. And they had uh, Tokyo... 1978 concert poster. Ooh. And. <laughs> and at that at, at that time it was it was 275 dollars. It was a lot of money in 1989. Was, oh, the, the dollar was very strong. It was not not like now. So it was a, a lot of money. And of course there was no way I could. I was maybe 16, 17 years old. There was no way I could afford it. And I looked at it and I was like, it's amazing. What an amazing piece. And I've never, ever saw it again. Yeah. I would probably go for two or 3000 now if it, if it appeared. And it's a beautiful poster too. Awesome. And um, yeah, I, I still remember seeing it. See, remembering the remember the price and everything, and, and uh, it just—it's uh, one of those phantom items that you, you see once and never see again. But it, it's a really, really nice piece. That's sad. And, That's so sad. <laughs> Julian, Julian's holding back tears. <laughs> Ken, what about you? 
now um, actually as well. I guess, hold on, there's a couple things. Um, uh, uh, I had a chance to buy the Kiss Pinball Machine back. It was at a, like an old vinyl record store back in the 90s. Um, and they were for sale. When you walk in there, there was a Kiss Pinball Machine, the original one. It was working. I actually played it when I was there. And uh, they were selling for 500 bucks. Uh, and... Yeah. And I, I really, it, it crossed the line, but I had nowhere to put it at the time. It was a small place I was at. And I didn't have room to put it anywhere. Uh, it's like, oh, man. So I didn't, I, I, that's something I regret. Um, and the other thing is, uh, more recently, it's the Sonic Boom vinyl. Mm. I, I didn't get it when it, I, you know, I, I waited too long and I didn't get it. So now it's pretty expensive out there, uh, like on eBay or wherever, to try to pick it up. So I still need to get the Sonic Boom vinyl for my to add to my Kisteria uh, collection since I didn't put it in there, which was a bummer. So anyone out there who uh, <laughs> wants to uh, unleash uh, a Sonic Boom vinyl copy, let me know. Yeah, and there's a lot of pirate issues of those out now, unfortunately. And, yeah, I think the, what, the, it looks like these picture disc ones might be pirate. Ones. Those those are, but there's also colored vinyl uh, counterfeits um, right. of the actual colors that were issued, so uh, it can be a little bit dodgy. I think um, there, you can tell the difference between a real one and a fake one by the quality of the prints, but unfortunately you've probably got it in your hands by the time you get to figure sure. out whether it was real or fake. Yeah. What about you, um, for me, it's the same thing as Ken. It's the pinball machine. I um, it's the item that I it's the item that I wish I still my holy grail item that I wish I had. And it's the and it's also the item that I had a chance to buy and didn't buy. Um, kind of like you can. I went. It was in Mount Vernon, Illinois. It's this little town in the middle of Illinois, and I was in town for. I knew they had a, a cool uh, vinyl CD store, and I went in there. And, you know, and I'm picking up a few Kiss items while I'm in there. And the guy says, oh, you're in the Kiss? I go, yeah. He goes, well, check out this in the back room. He takes me back there, and he has a fully functional working pinball machine. And it's 1200 bucks. And it was 2004, 1200 bucks, And I should have done it. But I was actually on my way. The reason why I wasn't, this is coming back to me a little bit as I'm thinking about it. I was on my way to the Kiss Indianapolis Expo. That's why I was in the middle of Illinois. And I stopped at that store because I had known about it and I'd been there before. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm on my way. I'm going to see all kinds of cool kiss stuff tomorrow, you know, at the expo. So, and I didn't buy it. And, you know, I, I've never seen that price on a pinball machine again, especially a, a functioning one. It's just like, son of a bitch. Why didn't I just buy it when I had the chance? God, you could have flipped that at the convention too for big. Oh yeah, and I could. Ah, for big, big, <laughs> yeah. just salt in the wound right now. Because you could have come right. home with a truckload of cool I stuff. Came home with look, honey. <laughs> 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 what I came home with. So, yeah, that's it, it's the same item, and I would I wish um we could have got my buddy Joe on for this show. He he's a collector. He lives about ten minutes from my house, and he had he took me down to his basement a few weeks ago and he has the old pinball machine and recently he got the new pinball machine and he has them both side by side in his basement 
and he had he was going through all this shit showman stuff he has and it just made my jaw drop the amount of stuff that he has we should if we do another collecting episode we should have him on you know the, the, I'm pretty sure we're going to do another collecting episode he, because we, we, we should have him on he can he has so much stuff it is unfreaking believable the stuff he was showing me it just my, I had to pick my job off the floor a couple different times the different <laughs> things that he has it's just ridiculous but but that is one of the, but as, you know, as we said, we opened the show, that's one of the unique things about being a, a, a this fan is, is the collecting aspect of, you know, there's, that there's so much and there's so many different avenues to go down in the collecting aspect of, of Kiss that, you know, you may like certain things that the band puts out and it may be, and it may be Spencer stuff and that's fine, but if, if, if you know, those are the things you like, and that's the things that you want. That's great. And there's other things that's totally different. Like you know, the, I only collect stuff from '74 to '79. I don't want anything to do with anything after '79 as far as memorabilia goes. You know, there's fans like that out there too that only collect stuff like that. So there's just and and we all have stories of the things that we that we didn't buy apparently. And I, I think oh, I have. I think a little harder. There, there's, there's more out there. I'm sure there's more out there too of, of the things that we didn't buy that, that you look back on. God, how stupid was that that I didn't do that at the time? Um, is there? A, you guys have showed off a few things today. Is there anything in your in your collection that's like your favorite item that that maybe you, maybe you have with you, maybe you don't have with you right now? Um, Ken, do you have like a do you have a favorite Kiss collectible? Uh, yeah, but for first, before I do that, you, you had a scrapbook. I had almost a mini scrapbook or a few pages of things. But this is like one of the pages of one of my uh, things that I kept, which was uh, my ticket stubs. I have all my ticket stubs for all the Kiss shows I went yeah. to. And the, this one's the very first one down here in 79, so the Cow Palace. But uh, uh, I had some of those. And I, I, kept, I, I kept some articles to reviews back then, too actually views out of the paper um so um my favorite item it's probably this thing is full right now this is one of my favorite items of course but uh um inside i, I think somewhere inside this, this is heavy because i have belt buckles in here and and other stuff too um but i think one of my favorite items is a is a pick uh, when i saw a uh, kiss on the creatures of the night tour Ooh. and it's a gene simmons pick Ooh. From the creature of the night tour, so that's yeah, yeah, that's one of my favorite. I, I know I have it in here, um, but uh, that's one of my favorite items, along with probably the you know the tour program that goes along with it. But um, really, the pick itself uh, is probably most important to me. But you know, a lot of stuff I just enjoy. Um, yeah, you know. And I may tomorrow. I may say something different. You know? It's hard to pick one thing. For sure. I may I, I may pull out something. Oh yeah, I forgot I had this. That's really so. I mean, what about you? Do you have a favorite item? Yes, I can't show it. I don't. It's not. It's not in Japan. Um, but um, reunion tour. I uh, was front row in uh, Manchester, November twenty first, nineteen ninety six, and I was one of the. First to enter the arena, 
And my friend and I went straight in front of Paul's mic, just in case he would crash, he would smash his guitar and throw it at us. He happened to do that, the kind gentleman that he was. I had a very large piece of the, the body of the guitar um, that, uh, from that concert. And uh, we, uh, we met the band the next day at their hotel and Paul signed the guitar for me. Oh, wonderful. Uh, the, the, the guitar, the, the broken guitar. Uh, it's a very nice autograph in a, in a gold sharpie. Uh, my, my knees were shaking. It was like unbelievable. First time I, I had, well, met Paul Stanley. It was the first time I saw him really very close. And, and I showed I, I got this guitar from me yesterday. Can you sign it, please? Oh, sure, no problem. He signed it. it was, you know, wonderful, really magic moment. Uh, not only being front row for the show, but catching the guitar, meeting him the, the next day, having signed it, it's, it's probably my, my favorite item for, for all those reasons. Being Seeing Kiss out with makeup, I mean, it was a dream come true all the way. Absolutely, that's awesome. You know, and that, you know, it's like I was talking about earlier with my book, I was talking about you with that guitar. I mean, we all have those stories like that that make your fandom just that unique and that important to you. That's awesome. That's an awesome story. Hey, Lonnie? Yes, sir. One thing I was, while uh, Alan was talking, uh, I did, I opened it up. Fortunately, it was on the top because this is like packed of stuff. And uh, so, yeah, this is the, oh, that's the, the actual Gene Simmons pick from the Creatures of the Night. Uh, it's probably not focused, but anyway, um, tour. So then another thing I remember, and I'm just going to show this. This is the last thing because it was on top too. But this is a cool thing that uh, I had picked up at, way back. Um, is this uh, this I don't know what scarf? They call it scarf. Yeah. That's uh, let's see. You were that to a soccer match. You were a soccer boy. Yeah, the scarf here. So that was a long time ago. I, I picked up that. I got a couple of those, but uh, that's so cool. anyway. Where did you get that? Where, where did you get that scarf? Oh, uh, I'm trying to think. I, I, you know, there was a store. I bet you I got it at. There was a store that was shortly here in uh, in Walnut Creek, uh, well area. Um, in, the, in San Francisco Bay, East Bay and it was called the Record Exchange and this guy opened it and he had a lot of they called it the Record Exchange because they had a lot of imports and this was back in the uh, in the late 80s I want to say or in the mid 80s um, probably the mid mid 80s and I go there and that's where I got some of my uh, I got the Creatures Double Groove there vinyl and uh, some other stuff, and import stuff. I actually, I actually bought red vinyl of uh, Kiss Live Two, red vinyl of the first Kiss album. Um, Ooh, those some U other stuff UK like that. Issues, those are cool. I think Love Gun I have on red vinyl too. Um, so that, I got all that there. It was all imported. I think it was on Pi. Yeah, nineteen seventy seven. Yeah, so. It was the coolest store. It's like, man, this is this is great. They have this, ex, this stuff I've never seen before. And then uh, about one, all of a sudden, at one time, it was gone. And I found out the the guy who owned it, his partner, was embezzling from him. Mm. So, and then the, at closing, I was like, oh, that was such a great store. 
But uh, yeah, that's where I think I picked the, the stuff up. I, I, there's another one. There's a, like a purple one here. I think. Uh, let's see real quick. This one here has like a little Gene Simmons on it. Uh, yeah, interesting. I like the other one better though. But uh, yeah, those are the two that I picked up. I think there it was there. So next to you. Julian, what do you got? Um, well, I'll just show two last items, really, I guess. And the, fir the first one of these is not going to be a surprise to anyone. Oh, it's bad. The, the originals, too. Um, I absolutely love the originals, too. And yep. it, it goes back to a story of when I started collecting, and... Oh, that needs a new bag. Um... When I when I was first collecting and I was back in America and 1990ish 92 that era you know that was a figment of my imagination that it existed I had heard of it I had never seen one I'd never seen a picture of one I wasn't subscribing to a lot of uh, any fanzines so where a lot of people had shared pictures of those um, to me it was something of mythical status. Um, and eventually I heard of one selling at an auction for $750, which just increased it um, to, to from mythical to utterly legendary. Um, so it, it's just one of those albums that it's it's not rare. You know, there were 50,000 copies issued in Japan of the originals too. Getting one that's complete and in pristine, perfect condition, because just like the American issues of the originals, the spines suffer a little bit, though obviously, like the majority of things that come out of Japan, they've been handled and cared for much more than, say, the originals, which was bought by a seven-year-old and, you know, colored in the logos and all that crap. But, you know, when it when it's got the booklet, the obi, the, um, the masks, and the, the lyric booklet, so it's complete, it, it's just something that is... Uh, it's kind of my holy grail, and you know, if I get rid of everything else, I'm pretty sure that will be the last thing remaining. Unless, of course, and I, I have no idea if it exists, a white label promo of the originals too that would uh, take it up a, a, another level. Uh, and one other quick piece of vinyl is alive. I mentioned my alive collection before, and this is the only other copy that sits in my Kisteria box set because I'm, there's no point even showing it on the centering. It's the promo. Um, so before the album even becomes a success, has any chance, it's just being put out there. They have no idea how it's going to do. The promotional version of Alive, those are my, just my two most important pieces of vinyl that sit in my collection. And again, there's, there's nothing spectacular about it. The, the promo of the Live is kind of hard to find, but I'm sure enough people have one. Um, so that's that. Very cool. Those are very cool items. Absolutely. The only thing cooler than the originals on vinyl is the originals on cassette. And that's the, what, what's that? That's the what whole, Talk about my buddy Joe. He has the originals on cassette. Yeah, the whole story of hell. I think it's uh, translated as, and it, it comes with a, a promotional set of binoculars or something really silly. That's uh, right. <laughs> well, for me, I think my favorite Kiss item that I own is what my avatar is on the Kiss FAQ, and those are um, the Kiss. Um, Autograph tattoos that I have uh, of, and kind of goes back to the same type of story I was talking about with my scrapbook um, of getting each getting each member to to sign 
my like Jane, Paul, Ace, Peter, Bruce, Eric, and yes, I even have a Tommy Thayer tattoo on my leg. If, you know, um, but they have each one of them, and there's a story to tell for each one of them, um, meeting them, and how nice they were when I did meet them, and how gracious they were because they knew obviously they knew what I was doing, you know, and. You know, it's got to be a real flattering experience that, hey, I want you to sign my leg because I'm going to go get it tattooed as soon as I leave here. Um, they were extremely nice. And, you know, you guys hear stories of, of Peter, and um, Peter is kind of a, you know, computer can be kind of a jerk sometimes. Peter knew what I was, Peter took his time and signed it so nice that the Peter Chris, and I'll, I'll post it on the, on the, on the board, um, Peter signed it so nice that it looks like a fake Peter Chris tat, a fake Peter Chris signature. Cause a lot of the Peter autographs that you see out there are really sloppily done. Um, but he really took his time and drew the drum next to, next to, you know, his last name. And it, it really looks pristine. Um, so, I mean, and then Gene signed it so big. And I like the fact that Gene signed my leg bigger than everybody else because it's Gene. It has to be the biggest. Mine has to be the biggest out of anybody else's, you know. So those, those are my favorite. And, you know, it's obviously it's not something obviously it's not something I can go sell or anything like that or has any kind of value to anyone except me because it's something that obviously it's something I'm always going to have. It's, it's the love of the band that that I know will never die and will always stay with me. So the tattoos of the kiss tattoos that I have are, are my favorite item. I got a question for you on that, Lonnie. Absolutely. Because a lot of people kind of like to do that sort of thing as well. Um, did you used have them sign you with a special pen, or, so, or did you have any problems when you go into the tattoo parlor if you had them sign you with a, a sharpie or something for hygiene or those sort of issues? I had them sign me with a sharpie. It was brand new sharpie, like never never used before, so that the tip was really fine and pristine. And before I did it, I mean, I knew. I was going to have a chance to, at least I was going to have a chance to meet the person. Like when I got Eric Singer to sign me, I, he was touring with Alice at the time. And I knew that I knew where Alice is. They were playing a, a, a small arena close to my house. And I had been there for shows quite a bit. So I knew like where the tour bus parked and I knew, you know, where guys would go in and out of the venue from the venue to the tour bus and back and forth. So I knew kind of where I was going to stake out to try to yell at him. Hey, Eric, you know, give them the close in the corner here. So, like, when you get a tattoo, obviously, um, you know, they shave that part of your body before they ink on you for hygiene purposes, too. So, I would shave my that portion of my leg um, in preparation before that. And I never had a guy, a, a tattoo guy, because some of them I got when I was out of town, like Peter Chris, I got when I was in Chicago. And the gene I actually got in Sarnia, Canada in 2009. So, I had the I didn't get I didn't get tattoo in Canada. I got it in, in Detroit. Across when I came back into the states, I got it in Detroit. But um, I never and I was so obviously a lot of them are from different guys that did them, and nobody ever gave me a hard time about it. You know, they asked me, you know, they asked me, well, what is this? You know, I tell them, you know, and they said, what well, he signed it with a sharpie, and they go, okay. And, and when you get a tattoo, they do like an they do like an overlay on you, and then they trace that on they trace that on you and. Um, what they did was they just use that and they just 
trace a tattoo on me like that. So I never had a problem with them, and they, they never got. And if anybody wants, anybody wants to do that or is thinking about doing that, I never had a problem with with infection or anything like that with them using a sharpie. And you know, but the best advice I can give anyone is is go to somebody who knows what they're doing, and don't you know obviously with something like that that's a few hours old before you get there. So obviously go go with a reputable shop or someone that you know that's done work for you before or someone that you know has done work for someone else you know don't go to somewhere reputable to do that so that's did you use the kiss shaver to shave <laughs> well that's really gay <laughs> <laughs> I didn't use a kiss shaver to shave my legs <laughs> um, but for me those, those are because they all have stories behind them, and you know, the guys actually did that and signed my legs. The guys that I, I idolize. So, um, I think that is. I think that can cover it for today. Um, obviously, I think we could keep going with collecting, and I think it's. I think it will eventually have to have a part two of, of Kiss collecting um, to show off different parts of our of our collections. So. But on the FAQ, what are what are your favorite pieces that you own of Kiss collecting? Is it Spencer stuff that you really like? And if it is, more power to you. That's great. If it if it makes you like we said, if it makes you happy and brings a smile to your face and you see it, it's fantastic. Is it is it something really rare? Is it something really personal? Is it is it just that it's this audio cassette of Destroyer because it was the first Kiss music I ever owned and it's still my favorite to this day just because of the sentimental value that it has to me um, what are the pieces that you want what are the pieces that that you didn't get that you wish you got so leave us some feedback on on um, the KISS FAQ page leave us some feedback on, face, on, uh, on Facebook leave us some feedback on YouTube wherever you listen to the show So um, please get involved I, I love reading the comments and um, just makes it that much more enjoyable for everybody. So, you guys have anything else on collecting that you want to talk about? Please, go ahead. Yes, I have. On the topic of collecting, you know, when one thing that's interesting is when, when you think you know everything, when you think you have all the information, something new comes up. And I'd like to show you something. Can I build some momentum? Before yeah, that? heck yeah. Okay. You know this book, right? Yeah, Ken Sharp. The Ultimate Kiss Phenomenon, which says on page, well, it doesn't say the page number, Kisser, the world's first Kiss fanzine. Right? It's listed here. It says winter 1976. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Ooh. this is not the world's first kiss fanzine. The world's first kiss fanzine was made in Japan. It's dated September 1st, 1975. Wow. That's one month before Cadillac, Michigan. That's before Alive was released. And... I don't own it. Oh. Ah. I'm just I'm just <laughs> holding it and I'm just going to flash it. Who cares? Oh, okay. Wow. This is Holy crap. The world's first kiss fanzine. 
September 1st, 1975. What do you know about the guys behind that? Or gals? Um, if anything. Oh, I know a lot. And uh, you will you will know a lot soon. Excellent. Well. That's all, that's a fantastic story. I mean, yeah. and, and that's such a great reminder that whenever you think you know it all, you don't. None of us do. Exactly. 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 You, ju you always find something that was unexpected. And... I mean, this book, this book is great. I mean, it was well-researched and everything. But it just goes to show you that um, there's, there's always more. There's always more to, uh, to kiss story. And um, that's, that's, in a way, it's, it's really exciting. And in a way, it's, you know, you just, oh, no, we have to start all over again. <laughs> but uh, it's, uh, it's uh, I was, I, I read it. I, I mean, it's 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 a piece of history, really. 1975, um, yeah. the the band in Japan, they they had just been distributed for a month and a half, and uh, it's a year before the the first the American first Kiss fan. So uh, just goes to show you that uh, there's still a lot of uh, of interesting things to discover out there. Yeah, there's a lot of mysteries out there. I mean, stuff like the first tribute band or. or First tribute band. I mean, there's um, there's a uh, Canadian broadcast from '74 that's got people dressed up as Kiss or '75. So, um, or the first cover performance and the first time that a Kiss song appears on another artist's released album. I mean, there's a Finnish band I think 1975 that does one. You know, and fanzines and just all this stuff. You know, if anything else, after my passion for Kiss dies my passion for the knowledge you know of these mysteries you know you, you'll be surfing the internet and suddenly get an answer to something or learn something new is always going to be interesting to me like that just blows my mind what you just shared with us because uh, it, that's just absolutely amazing so wow thank you so much for sharing that awesome it's breaking news cool. yeah. it, it is breaking, breaking news, news definitely from the KISS yeah, FAQ yeah, podcast who knows maybe uh, well well, that's that's the great thing when you, 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 you talk to people you, you learn you learn a lot of new things. So I think there, there's definitely a room for episode two on, uh, on on collecting and we'll find out more stuff for sure. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Julian, thank you for having us back on the <laughs> FAQ podcast and not going solo yet anyway, keeping the band together, so to speak. So I hope everyone listening has enjoyed. I hope you're still listening or watching. We haven't bored you too much. So tell us what you collect. Tell us what you want. Um, leave us some feedback. Um, it's always appreciated. So for Ken, for Aline, for Julian. Hey, Julian, before we go, would you want to tell us about that shirt you have on? You, you changed in the middle of the episode. Oh, yeah, I forgot. You know, Here's my next test for our Kiss Pot. FAQ oh, podcast better. T-shirt. Um, still not happy, but you know, I I, I gotta have a little look. See, it's getting better, but I don't know. It's better than the last one, which just looked absolutely idiotic. I saw a picture of myself wearing it for, uh, at the uh, Destroyer tribute show um, a couple of weeks back, and I'm in the audience, and it looks like a big silver square because it's just a. It looks like they just do a um, an inkjet print and then iron it on the T-shirt. So uh, this one looks a little bit better. Let's see. Oh yeah, it's not bad. Okay. Put it 
tied in at least with that uh, image of Gene that I currently use on the uh, the graphics for the thing. So I, I don't know. We'll see. I, we we need to get one of these made up for Alan for a, a pillow because you look tired at two, yeah. nearly two thirty <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> so thank you so much for, joining, for joining us again. Us from thank Japan. you. Thank All you. And great. Awesome kisses worldwide. So thank you everyone for watching. Thank you everyone for listening. Um, you stay classic. This Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we broadcast today. We hope to see you again.